Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Money and Me on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin, and I am thrilled today to talk about something that I think really made news uh, fairly recently, and that is Endowa's new portfolio service for savings in the CPF investment scheme. We're going to find out a little bit more about what CPFIS is going to be able to, what you are going to be able to tap on when it comes to Endowa's new portfolio offering. Samuel Ree is my guest. He is founding partner, chief investment officer of Endowa's. Good morning, Samuel. Good morning, Michelle. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, great to have you with us. So, tell us, we, the markets have been talking about this and Dawa's new portfolio service. Uh, share yep. with us a little bit about the background to the development and what you intend to achieve. Okay, <laughs> exciting times for the company. Uh, we've been working on this for over two years now um, with the CPF board, um, with ministries, with our partners in UOBK Hen, who became an investment administrator uh, for the CPF for the first time, I think first company in 14 years to be included uh, into the CPF investment administrator platform. Uh, we have multiple fund management companies uh, who are excited to partner up with us. And basic premise is that, you know, um, the CPF board had opened up this investment scheme many decades ago mm. to allow the average Singaporean to invest their CPF, take a little bit more risk, uh, especially in their ordinary account where they're receiving relatively lower interest rates, guaranteed rates of 2.5% in their ordinary account. Um, with that, they can go through the investment scheme and invest in funds or uh, financial markets in order to, over the long term, because your CPF is in there for a long period of time, you can afford to take some risk and get long-term market returns or higher returns above the guaranteed yield. The problem in the past has been that fees have been really high. Mm. And so what Endowas is about is trying to solve the major problems uh, that we see exist in the current investment scheme experience that the average individual investor has. I think it's, I think it's wonderful for more sophisticated investors, but for the average investor, um, the problems of a lack of advice, uh, firstly. Secondly, access to good products. And thirdly, uh, the exorbitant cost of accessing those kind of products um, has been you know, a prevalent you know, salient feature of that. So we want to solve all three problems of advice access and cost. So how is Endowas able to charge less than a third of the estimated um, going charges for a CPFIS portfolio in the market? <laughs> that's, the, that's the secret sauce. It is, isn't it? <laughs> for two years, we've been struggling with this and trying to achieve the aim of bringing costs down to below 1% all-in cost. Uh, as you, Michelle, highlighted, I think the average first-year costs are above 3.5% currently. And that's after the CPF amazingly instituted some great reforms last year, bringing costs down uh, from previously, I think it was like above 6%, which is ridiculous uh, for financial institutions to charge you so much in fees. It really leads to bad outcomes and poor returns. Um, because Morningstar uh, did a star, uh, Morningstar is a famous research institute for uh, financial you know funds and uh, financial markets, and they did a survey looking at all the funds around the world, whether it's U.S. equities or Asia, you know fixed income or equities, and they found out that the single most important criteria for better returns mm. is cost. So if you have higher cost, then you have uh, lower returns, and if you have lower cost, 
you have better returns. I mean, it's simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's maths. Um, so, you know, in, in the sense that CPFIS is a great system, I think that um, the players within that system were taking advantage of it in a way by charging too much cost. And C- CPF therefore came in yesterday, last year and cut the fees by almost half. Um, so it's gone down from 6 plus to maybe 3.5% now. Um, but the four different layers of fees, whether it's at the fund level or the sales charge or the platform fee or the wrap fee, the four different components of that fee structure, uh, Indaos has working, been working for two years to bring cost that down at every level. So we have completely removed sales charges. We've completely removed the platform charges. And we've lowered the fund level fees by less than half and the wrap fees by almost half. So therefore, we're able to get to a 1%. And the most important component of that is that the fund level fees, which averages about 1.5% now, half of it goes back to the distributor. It's something that most investors don't even know is happening because it goes out of the NAV of the fund. And so, for example, a Schroeder sells a fund for 1.5%. Half of that goes back to DBS, who sold the fund, even though they did nothing, right? Mm. Um, So what we've done is ask Schroeder's, for example, to give us a rebate of 50%, and then we're going to pass all of that rebate back to the investor. So it goes back to the CPF member, and we take none of it. So that's a much better, transparent, completely aligned to the best interest of the investor uh, way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a game changer. We, we certainly hope it is, yeah. How are you able, what is your business model then? How are you making a profit? So um, we are what's called an independent financial advisor. And um, sometimes it's called a fee-only advisor, which is different from fee-based advisors. Mm. So people who are fee-based primarily take fees from the client, but also take fees from financial institutions who give them the rebates or the kickbacks. Um, We don't take anything from anybody else other than the client, so we can work for the client, and that's our independence. And that's the best way to align interest and be transparent about it. So we take a simple 40 basis point, 0.4% fee uh, from the client. It's even less than our cash product. We have an existing service, Uh, for cash investments, uh, which starts at 60 basis points. But we felt that uh, for CPF members and the fact that this is for your retirement savings, uh, we felt that we needed to squeeze it more. So we've tightened our belts and uh, brought it down to 40 basis uh, points for us. And that includes every single cost you can imagine. We've removed sales charges completely, transaction fees, brokerage fees, redemption fees, transa- nothing else, custodian fees. It's just a flat 40 basis points, which is very low, um, extremely low, the lowest in the industry. And the fund level fees come down to below 60 basis points. And we hope that by adding better funds and adding you know, lower cost funds and fighting for the individual investor, it's almost like group buying, right? So we're f- forcing the fund managers to lower their costs further And by doing that, we can continue to bring costs down, which will improve the chance of success for all individual investors. So the CPFIS included funds are mostly in the retail share classes. Absolutely. So currently, CPFIS, uh, the scheme, only allows retail funds. Um, It's not that they allow. It's just that all the financial institutions and fund managers have chosen to go the retail fund route and that has been um, one of the reasons why fees have remained so high. Yeah. Mm, great point. Can you give us a sense of what this new portfolio service, what uh, some of the costs could look like in a hypothetical portfolio? 
Um, so the first piece is advice. So we want to give you a holistic retirement solution advice to give you the best chance of success. And you cannot provide retirement solution advice without including CPF. And that's why we were working so hard to be able to provide advice for your CPF. Mm. And we are thankfully the first digital advisor to um, advise on CPF monies so we can help grow your CPF savings for your retirement. Uh, and it will be incorporated into a holistic thing where you have CPF, you have SRS, and you have cash investments to go towards your retirement goal. So it's a goal-based investing. And then we use a sophisticated uh, model to map out a personalized investment uh, glide path. It's called a glide path over time, which is an asset allocation that we provide for you over time at what age, how much you should save to get to the highest probability of success in reaching your retirement goal. Um, so we try to give you the best advice. We try to you know, use a lot of academic research to get you to the goal the best we can. Mm-hmm. So that's the probability of success. And then with your desired goal of say, look, from 65, I want to save $5,000. I want to have an income of $5,000 a month. That's uh, a bit high, but <laughs> say $3,000 a month. Then we will come back to you and say, look, the way your CPF is saving and your SRS and your cash you look like you're going to have about a 78% chance of success of reaching that goal, which will give you enough income until you pass away when you're 93 or something. And then we come back and tell you, look, you should save about $72.50 more every month in order to get to a 90% probability of success. So that's the really value-added advice of helping you get to your goal. Which includes your CPF which includes and your the CPF. cash components, cash Absolutely. inflows as well. So that's the holistic part. And then the personalized part is helping you to achieve that goal, knowing your age or gender, because gender is really important. There's a major gender gap, not only in income in Singapore, but also in retirement savings. Mm-hmm. There's also, um, you know, your industry you're working in and then your retirement goals. And then we map that into a sophisticated model of retirement uh, forecasting, which includes market returns, inflation, and all the other stuff that is required to get to an accurate picture of who you are and where you want to be. Are you an only digital advisory? Yes. So we're an end-to-end digital solution. And we did it that way because previously, if you wanted to invest CPFIS, you had to visit one of these agent banks, which is, you know, the three major domestic banks. And then you have to, you know, take one of these queues, wait an hour, fill out a physical form. You go home, you have to fill, wait for them to send you a snail mail. And then you have to go back to the bank and then you don't know what to invest in. So you're given poor advice that leads to poor outcomes. So that whole journey of the customer experience was very broken or very difficult. Mm. So we want to solve that problem. So we went to, you know, this is where technology comes in. And this is the whole point of fintech, right, is to marry finance and financial solutions, financial services to technology, which enables you to have more efficiency, to gain lower cost, and to lead to better outcomes. So, you know, this fintech is really about helping you solve that problem. And Indawas has done that by solving that experience. So you don't have to go visit a physical branch. You can do all of that online. We will go through your agent bank. Um, UOB Bank will be an exclusive online onboarding process for Indawas customers only. Uh, DBS OCBC also has an online system that allows you to onboard, and then you can just put in your account number into the Indawas account. And the whole process of opening up that account, taking your CPF money, and then opening up the Indawas account and the UOBK HIN account, all of that process will take about eight minutes. 
Wow. Yeah. So it's an amazing improvement on the customer experience and the journey. And that's what we can do by leveraging technology. That is incredible. Can yeah. you give us a sense of what the CPFIS portfolios are likely to be populated with? Yeah. So we've tried to make it as globally diversified as possible because we believe in diversification. It's actually known in finance as the only free lunch. Um, <laughs> by diversifying, you reduce risk and you improve returns. Mm. Or you have better returns at the same level of risk, or you have lower risk at the same level of returns. So it's an improvement no matter what, and it's called the efficient frontier. So we push out the efficient frontier to make your portfolio most efficient in terms of risk versus return. So we give you a globally diversified portfolio, which is very difficult to do in Singapore, to be honest, uh, because of the lack of availability of products here. But uh, we try to make it as diversified as possible. Uh, we're working to get the first passive fund onto the CPFI system. Uh, would you believe there hasn't been a passive fund on the CPF system up to now? mostly because there's no incentive for financial institutions to offer it to you because they can't make as much money off of it, right? Um, but we are working to get the first passive fund onto what, the CPFI system. What benefit would that have for the retail? Well, first of all, costs are extremely low. Um, so we're targeting something well below 50 basis points. The average of our equity funds is about 1.5%, mm -hmm. so a fraction of that. And also passive funds, uh, because of that low cost, but also because it tracks the index, uh, it tends to do better than the average active fund. So this whole active-passive debate that yeah. we hear all the time is uh, the reason it's there is because, yeah, there are some good active funds. I'm not trying to bash all active managers. I was an active manager in my previous life. <laughs> um, but basically, active managers tend to underperform. Right, So 70% plus of active funds underperform the benchmark. Passive funds are created to be the benchmark. And we don't have to be superstars here. This is your retirement money. You don't have to like shoot the lights out. You just need to get the market returns over the long term of whether it's 4 or 5% if it's a balanced portfolio or 6 7 8% if it's a more aggressive equity-only portfolio. That's the kind of market returns we just need because the power of compounding which Einstein said is the eighth wonder of the world, right? I don't know, even know if he actually said that, but people always say it. So we'll just attribute it to him. But So the, the power of compounding will work in your favor because that money is there and saved and locked up for your retirement for 20 and 30 and 40 years. So I think that you know having a globally diversified portfolio is important. Mm -hmm. Having a low-cost portfolio is really important. Having uh, Trying to not be beat the lights out and be kind of passive or passive plus kind of portfolio is important. And we've tried to achieve that uh, for all CPF members uh, through the Endowers portfolio. So say someone comes to you and they're looking at their retirement funds. Mm. Um, could they also then turn to what you offer in the cash market? Absolutely, yeah. So we have a slightly different portfolio for the cash market, but it's even better. <laughs> um, we're trying to work with fund managers to improve the offering in the CPF system. So there is a fund list that CPF board approves in order to protect the safety of that money and to protect the CPF members uh, from not kind of gambling away their money, so mm. to speak. Um, so they, they put a lot of safeguards and they have somebody called Mercer, who is a consultant that screens the fund to make sure that they're best in class, you know, first quartile performance, that their risk management safe and their, you know, all the systems are uh, safeguards in place. Now, as a result of that, though, it's kind of, kind of a high barrier. And also because the size of that pool of money has not grown, fund managers have not been incentivized. But 
with the entry of Indawas as the first digital advisor, it also means that we are the first digital asset gatherer for fund managers. So fund managers are really excited to partner up with us. Uh, we'll be building portfolios with uh, Schroeder's uh, Eastspring, First State, Leg Mason, Lion Global, UOB Asset Management. So okay. six, seven uh, portfolio managers and Schroeder's, of course. Uh, so seven portfolio managers that we've worked with uh, to get their best products and to lower the costs uh, at every level. And we're working with all of them and other fund managers to bring more funds. So, for example, Dimensional is offered in our cash portfolio, which is a great product but they're not currently in the CPF system yet. Mm. But we are talking to them to bring them into the CPF uh, system so that they can offer their funds and we can use it uh, for the benefit of all CPF members. So guys like Dimensional or Vanguard, uh, great you know, fund managers that we would love to work with. We're trying to persuade them to come into the CPF system to grow um, you know, help um, the CPF members do better with their investments. For the retail investor listening in, um, how are you going to factor in their exposure to risk or willingness to take more risk? Yeah, so uh, risk is a funny thing. There's many different types of risk. And if you're investing your cash in your, you know, just normal investment, the most important risk is the volatility of the market. So, for example, you're investing in the stock market and the real risk is the market falling 20, 30% next year. So that's the risk that you kind of are exposed to. And that's called volatility risk because that's volatility. Long term, if you average 20, 30 years, markets give you an average return of 7% plus. But that's not 7% every year, mm. right? The volatility is in between that 20-year period. Sometimes it's minus 20, sometimes it's plus 15, but the average is 7%. And that rolling 20-year 7% doesn't change meaningfully. If you keep rolling that 20 years as a segment over time, the average doesn't change much. It's the kind of the sequence of the returns that you receive that changes. Um, the, the reason that we focus on the long term is, is precisely for this reason. The volatility of one-year performance is maximum, you know, in 2009, it fell 40-something percent, 50%. So that's volatility. But if you stay in the market over the long term, then it's not the volatility of one year because you're not going to take the money out afterwards. The, mon- the market's going to bounce back. You're going to stay invested and therefore you will be, have a higher chance of achieving that 7% average. The problem is that we have behavioral issues as an individual. Mm-hmm. So we chase markets up. We put more money to work on the way up. We sell at the bottom and stuff like that. And that's why studies show that the average individual investor, and this is the same around the world, US, Singapore, wherever, its average is about 2.5% <laughs> as opposed to the market returns of 7%, right? Mm. And so the, the point with the CPF investment is that don't worry about the volatility. Mm-hmm. The yearly fluctuations are less important when you're locked in for 20, 30 years. Just focus on the long-term returns. Don't play around with that money because it's your retirement savings. It's your like important, like this is what's going to feed you after you retire for you and don't your Don't eat your ones. seed corn, people. Precisely, yeah, yeah, don't. And don't play around with it either because mm. if you play around it, it might drop and you might lose it. So pl- focus on the long term and don't try to time markets. You know, we all want to be superstars and tell people that, oh, I topped the market and I sold it. Or I bought gold because Ray Dalio told me to. That's right. This year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said when I met him in San Francisco earlier as well. <laughs> Very, very, very bullish gold. But yeah, that's a different asset class. But, you know, don't try to time that, you know, mm. have a certain asset allocation. 
uh, a very balanced one. Uh, stay with it over the long term because that's what's going to give you success, especially for your retirement. Why do you think it's taken so long for a trailblazer like you and a Taoist to, yeah. to look at the CPFIS and what it's offering retail investors? Yeah. Well, financial service is a funny thing. I mean, there's a demand side to this question and a supply side problem. So demand is consumers. The average investor in Singapore, and it's not a Singaporean problem, it's an Asian problem, Asian disease, I should say. Um, but it's about this issue of financial literacy, right? We have very low financial literacy in Asia compared to other markets. Um, and financial education is lacking in the system, but also post the system individually when we're managing money. We don't educate ourselves quite as well. So the consumers on the demand side are not asking for more sophisticated products or better products or most importantly, lower cost. And then on the supply side, the people who provide these products, the, the strength is, you know, the power is all with the distributor. So, you know, I don't want to name names, but the big banks you know, the big brokers or the big advisors that channel the money think that they own the customer. And so the customer doesn't ask for it. The regulator, well, it's three areas, the customer, the regulator, and competition are the only way we can lower costs or improve service. That's normally the way things are done. Customers are not asking for it because they don't know. Mm -hmm. The supply side themselves are not willing to because they're getting fat fees out of it. The regulator is a market-oriented regulator, so they're leaving it to the market to sort itself out. So the only thing that can fix things is competition. But because Singapore is a relatively smaller market and because the big banks and the big financial institutions have such a hold, uh, such a sway on the way things are done, things have not changed. And I think this whole fintech revolution is great, but I think we need more fin than tech because mm. the people who are in, yeah. So the point is that fintech, I don't think there's enough depth in the domain expertise because financial services, I think we forget, is a professional service like lawyers or doctors. It's a regulated industry. The people who are working in it is licensed. It's a very sophisticated professional service. And people just look at maybe the consumer experience of you know swiping a credit card, but underneath it is a whole host of technology and regulations and infrastructure and you know so many things to fix. So Indawas comes up with a great idea. Let's fix the retirement problem. Let's try to help CPF members to get better results. Let's work with fund managers to get to lower cost. But all these things take time. We have to deal with regulations. We have to like improve on you know the way things are done. Educate people. Convince people. You know, change the way things are done and get UOBK in onto the investment administrator, inclusion for CPF. All these things take time. And so we need to solve it right, and we need to do it in a very sophisticated way. And I think so far, fintech has been very superficial. It's been kind of like gimmicky in mm. a way. And we need deeper you know, understanding of the real problems that people face and try to solve it in the best way possible. Well, I can see why you're a trailblazer. Thank you so much for such an eye-opening show. Samuel Ree is founding partner, chief investment officer of Endowers. We've been discussing uh, Endowers' new CPF investment services aimed at being holistic and personalized a retirement solution for you. This has been Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.